Welcome back to another episode of the Rap and Wrestle podcast. You guys know me. I'm Derek Gamble. You can follow Rap and Wrestle on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Rap and Wrestle. Also check us out on YouTube and uh, Apple Podcasts as well. Today, a very special day. Got a very talented uh, young man, uh, independent artist, uh, Special K. What's up with you, bro? How you doing, man? Hey man, thank you for having me, Derek. Um, like we said in like uh, before, like we was the, before the off camera stuff. Like I'm excited. I'm excited to do this. Like, yeah, man. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely. I'm happy to have you on, man. Um, you know, we got connected through a mutual friend, and um, you know, I heard your music, and I was just like, this dude, man, he's very talented. Um, you know, there's a lot of music out there that that you know you try to give a chance that it's kind of hard to listen to, but. Your music was like so easy for me to listen to, and like I was in like oh, just thanks, the first man. song I listened to, bro. Definitely, definitely talented. Thank you bro. so much, bro. Like, thanks. Like, and uh, I, you know, I try to make it. I try to because music is like a two way street, so I try to make it as enjoyable for like anybody. You know what I'm saying? It's like if you can't see a show live and you really can't connect with the person, the only way you can make that good first impression is through like. It's kind of like baseball through that song, that first at bat, you got that one shot to try to like let the people know who you are. So it's like someone in North Dakota who might never ever see me, like yeah. only way I can reach him is through putting out some good, some good shit. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, see that this was a question I was going to ask later on, but I'll, I'll jump into this one. Um, if it, if like you said, if if it's that person in North Dakota or wherever in the world, and you know you had to play your favorite song that you made or your number one song that's going to say, like, this is who Special K is. Like, which song are you playing and watch your fans listen to that one? Ooh. So, so should I give you the independent music record label answer or the my personal song? Because it's like, you got you know how you got the song that's like the record label's like, yo, you better say this song because it's the song that's currently being pushed or my yeah. personal favorite. <laughs> Nah, I, I, hey, whatever you think, man. I, I, I always ask people that because I'm always interested in what they would say. But some people go back to old songs when they first started. Some people give their new songs that they just dropped. I don't know. Whatever then, you think is like special to you. I would say, because the song I'm personally feeling the most out of my whole like discography and catalog is uh, No Reservations. Okay. Um, I dropped that. I dropped that about 2019 but it's still going to be on the new project coming out and i think that it that it, it like encapsulates me as a person uh in a sense of like it's a song that's kind of witty the beat is very organic um the beat came from like just i was watching the wire and i heard the sample off the wire and i was like i bet i gotta find what the fuck song this is so mm -hmm. I found that song and I was um, really listening. I was really, really feeling a uh, J-Rock's album. And he's got yeah. the song called uh, Rotation 112. And I was like, yo, I want to see if I could like blend this with this and then talk fly shit on top of it. So that's No Reservations is the song that I would say and cap that. Like if I'm like, here kid from, from South Michigan, bump yeah. this. Because that song is good enough for you to be like, oh, that's fire. I'm going to see what else you got in the tank. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. Now, for me, um, you know, when I got put on to you, um, the two songs that I heard, uh, you know, they told me 96 and Barry. That was like, I know that's like your, your latest ones that you've been promoting. Um, those two, I was just like, I listened to 96 first, and I I just love that. That was like, like I feel like that was just like true hip-hop to me. And then the Barry, the Barry was like more soothing, more common. You know what I mean? If you're just vibing out. Um what was like your mindset like for putting together both of these songs? And I also know you you do like producing and stuff too. So I know you yeah. make beats. So like, did you do the beats for these and the the everything yeah. for it? Yeah, yeah. So um, for Barry, again, it's like you you listen to music on your iPod and you're on a random station, and then you like, oh shit, this song is pretty fire. Let me like find it. Let me find the sample for it, or let me find the original see how I could flip it. So Barry, I used like three samples from three different songs and I put them all together to make that. And um, I actually was on my IG story the other day. I made that beat last year and I didn't write to it until 
the top of this year and didn't release it until uh, last month or two months ago. So it's like, cause, and I say that just to say like the music process takes a long time, mm-hmm. uh, especially if you want it to be organic, not organic in the sense of like you, it, like if you want it to be as authentic and as true to self as possible is like, you know, like you, like people hear a beat like, all right, go rap to it. I remember I was on my computer surfing through Reddit. I found the loop that like someone put out a free loop pack and then I found the loop and I was like, ah, I can't work with the original sound. So I manipulated it. And then it got a little darker and it got a little, and then it got, it had that little bounce to it. And then I found this country song that I flipped and I sampled for that breakdown part. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want to make a song that it has substance as far as like the lyrics, but if it went off in the club, people could actually like, for lack of a better terms, girls could shake their ass to it. You know yeah. what I mean? But if after they're done shaking their ass and they was they wanted to listen for the like the second play, that's like, oh, this nigga's actually spitting. Yeah. <laughs> like that. So like that and that that kind of like speaks to who I am as a person is like I like doing things that are juxtapositions, you know, mm-hmm. and try to sneak them in in different and subtle ways. It's like that beat kind of sounds like it should be talking about very like materialistic and like very surface level things. But the first mm-hmm. couple lines are pretty deep and kind of serious and you don't expect that. Yeah, no, so, definitely. And I think that's another song that no, um I was gonna say, yeah, definitely. Um you can definitely uh like just tell by the way you're describing it. Um I definitely um I like the beats on both of them. You did the beats on both of them, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I like I like the beats on them, um, the vocals as well. And uh, you know, me see the, the first thing that, that caught me too um was on ninety-six when you was like, see me in a rare state, you can call me Ric Flair. So you know I had the titles together with the wrestling and the rap. So I was like, I was like, oh man, I, I fuck with them heavy now. I, I definitely like this. It's funny because um and uh, on the opening line, um, I say um got a money making Mitch type pace with a little stone cold, stone in, cold the in the face. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, and then on um and then on actually no reservations, I say um because I'm in the sneakers. So I say, shoes is by Virgil, but I'm not DiBiase. You know, you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, I, 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 like, rap and wrestling goes so hand, they go well, so hand in hand. So um, I, I'm glad that, like, those bars get picked up and they get appreciated whenever they get uh, heard. Yeah, definitely. Um, for, so for you... Did you always, uh, you know, want to do like the beats and producing and the rapping as well? Was that always something for you or was it just like it was something you picked up along the way? Uh, to be honest, I, in the beginning of like wanting to actually like do music, I just wanted to be a producer. Like I'd say like, you know, when you're like 10 years old, it's like, oh, what do you want to do? Oh, I want to make beats because Dr. Dre makes beats because Pharrell makes beats. You know, so um, that's what I really wanted to do. But then I, I don't know. I just, I'm very funny as a person. And a lot of rappers are funny, you know, they can think on their feet really quick. You know, mm-hmm. they could put words together well. So I was like, oh shit, I'm kind of good at rapping and I kind of like it and I'm really good at it. So I, and I really enjoyed the, I really enjoy words. So I was like, all right, then let me just add that to the, the arsenal too as well. And then I kind of shifted more to just rapping and forgot about per, like wanting to do, uh, wanted to make beats until it came time to actually find beats. And it's like, damn, I, I can't find beats. Or it's like, I'm online using like beats from other artists from uh, popular songs is like, I might as well try to make make beats because I kind of know what I like and know how to like flip shit. So might as well just put both of them together again. Yeah, no, that's it's definitely a a good trait to have for sure. If you're uh you don't really have to depend on other people, you know what I mean? Um, do you think that's kind of like I feel like because I've talked to a couple of artists and I feel like 
they don't just stick to one thing now. Do you feel like that's kind of like the new mindset of like the new artists is to like put my hands into different things so it's not like I'm just stuck to one category? Yeah. Um, I don't even think it's new because I recently found out that um, Outkast produced a lot of their own shit too. Oh, man. So, yeah. Like, um, a lot of stuff on um, Stankonia mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Aquemini was produced by Outkast themselves. So, Big Boy, Andre, and they had a third partner uh, called DJ D. I might be quoting his name wrong but whenever they get together they're billed as producers on the on their albums and eminem produced a lot of his stuff too asap rocky produces uh some of his own records i think it just comes from a knack of like knowing you know you know you know what you need to it's like what you're doing right now it's like you're Mm -hmm. producing a podcast and you are the host of the same podcast it's like you know how to execute and you know what you want you know where you want to push it but I don't think it's new. I just think it's now in the forefront that you see a lot of artists wearing multiple hats. Got you. Yeah, definitely. It makes a lot of sense, man. I feel like back in the days, I used to, you just hear like somebody was producing their own music. You just felt like that just meant they were standing in the room while somebody else was doing it. <laughs> I feel like maybe because I'm more deep into it now, I actually see people doing the work. So it's like, I, I get it more because I'm older now. And I'm like, I actually see these guys doing the work, you know, instead of just being like, before we couldn't see it that much. Yeah, and it's like, you never knew what was the role of the producer. Because like, what is it? Because it is like, they, it's like, oh, are you a producer? Are you a beat maker? Or are you the engineer? It's like, what, what, what are you the executive producer? So it's like a loose title. But yeah. like, yeah, you're right. It's like, Who's in the room with you as you make this? You, like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. it, it was always weird to me too as well. And I I didn't know what the role of a producer was in the beginning. I thought I was just a beat maker. Yeah, true. Um, so for you, how how did your story start? Like, how did you get into music? Kind of like tell people like where you're from, uh, like how it all originated for you. I so um, I'm from Roselle, New Jersey. Uh, small town uh i like to tell people i'm 15 minutes away from newark airport and um born in newark so that's and i'm nigerian and so both my parents are nigerian we moved to roselle in 96 um i want to say it started in fifth grade because you know when you're young and your parents control the car radio you really can't listen to anything that has any swear words you really you, especially in the East Coast, uh, like where I'm from, is like you got like top 40s radio. That's all you can listen to in the car. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But once you start to like develop your own identity, uh, that's when your your ears start to like cling to things. And for me, it was like it was it was rap music, you know. So uh, I remember. I always have it in my head, like the first time I went to Georgia, because I didn't have cable growing up. So the first time I went to Georgia, I saw uh, The Way I Am by Eminem and Southern mm-hmm. Hospitality by Ludacris. And I'm like, yo, whoever made this Ludacris beat is fire. Turns out it was the, it was, turns out that was the Neptunes. This white cat rapping? So I don't know who this dude is, Eminem dude. That's, it's like, this is how Eminem looks like? This dude is fire. <laughs> yeah. And, and then that was like the, the building blocks. And then I think that when I started taking it and like started like deep diving into music, it was, I remember it was like, I don't know if you're from the East Coast. You're from the East Coast, right? Yeah, I'm in, I'm in Jersey too. Oh, where? So you remember when, um, you remember when it would be like 12 o'clock on the Throwback Thursdays on the radio on Hot 97? They'll yeah. play all old stuff. So I remember they played Can't Knock the Hustle on the radio. And yeah. I was like, let me listen to this song to see what he's saying. This is, the, this is my first time listening to Can't Knock the Hustle. I just know the beat was dope. So then I leaned my ear in and I'm like, yo, this Jay-Z fella, <laughs> this Jay-Z fella is onto something. Like, yeah. he could really spit. <laughs> so those are the three, that was like the three foundations for for me when it came to rap and then as I got older I started exploring with other musics like uh jazz like funk rock 
soul and all that stuff and just getting deeper into just the the love of music actually through samples so like rap kind of sprung me off into other musics because we we find things and we reinterpret them in rap music yeah no definitely do you feel like um since that time you first started listening to music to like right now like your music interests have kind of like changed i feel like for me like when i first started listening to music it was like it was like strictly hip-hop like the first thing i ever listened to first artist i ever listened to was tupac like somebody dubbed me a tape this is back with cassette somebody dubbed me a cassette they gave me his album that was out at the time this is like the, the one that had um uh how do you want it on it um it's Ooh, like that was like the, uh, all eyes on me all eyes on me so that's like a, a classic to be like the the first real hip-hop that you're listening to so uh like i had that but now it's like my music is everywhere man i listen to whatever i'm not just like stuck to just uh one realm as you do you feel like that that's kind of like happened to you as well it's funny you said that because i had that exact same story uh in a sense of someone someone dubbed a uh a, 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 so someone gave my first hip-hop cassette was the marshall mathers lp Mm-hmm. someone gave my brother a dub or I found it in the house I don't know how it came into my house but I found it and I ran that shit through the ringer but now yeah I go record shopping and I'm picking up I just picked up some I picked up a George Benson live album and oh, wow. this dude is like probably one of the best like jazz guitar players I've ever ever came, ever came across I picked up some Rick James Pointer Sisters Ohio players. I'm listening to it. Like I said, I'm listening to a lot of R&B now. A lot of older, like a lot of older R&B, a lot of soul music, a lot of funk, some rare funk shit. Uh, I picked up this dude named um, Alton Gerald or Gerald Alton's record. This 1980s. He was part of the Manhattans. Um, it's like his first debut LP. The drum sequencing is like some shit you hear on records today. And I'm like, yo. This shit is fire. So my record, my palette of music now is just like all over the place. And then I'll just be listening to Red Hot Chili Peppers like every yeah. so often. Tame Impala. Like I just throw everything in there now. Yeah, no, nah, that's see, that's that's dope. I like that, man. Just like I feel like we're always just like when you're younger, you're just subjugated to like one thing. And it's kind of like it's kind of like, like you said, we had the radio at that time. It wasn't like now you can listen to whatever you want. It's so easily to just go on your phone and just get a song, download music. Back then it was just like the radio, you know, especially in Jersey, it's like, what are we listening to? Hot 97, that's like the majority of what we're listening that's to. That's it, yeah. So, you know, that's, that's hip hop and R&B, that's all we're listening to for, for the most part. Um, let's see, if what, what do you consider like your genre of music? Do you, do you label yourself or do you think you fit into a category? Um, I think of it like, Think of it like mixed martial arts. I would say my 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 core study, like my core dojo, would be rap, would be hip hop, right? Mm-hmm. But then it'll it'll divert into like alternative rap. Maybe you have a little bit of trap rap in there. You'll have a little bit of uh, a little bit of like blues. So I really can't I really can't like pinpoint it to one thing, but like. Like I said, just like mixed martial arts is like, oh, you're a jujitsu dude, and then you picked up wrestling, all right, and then you picked up Muay Thai. So then someone asks you, is like, what kind of? So what's your fighting style? You know, it's like I really can't answer that because I know yeah. I, I try to get as much as I can in. Yeah, no, I, I definitely I, I hear you on that, and I feel that's like another thing too. I don't know, maybe, you know, maybe it's always been like this too. I feel like kind of like with the newer artists too, it's kind of harder to just label them as a certain type of thing. It's like, you knew back in the day what rap was, you knew what rock and roll was, uh, jazz, you know what I mean? But it's like yeah, nowadays, true. nobody nobody really fits into like a mold of like, hey, I'm just a hip hop artist. I think everybody just like artists. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about that? No, nah, I, I kind of like it. Um, I feel like it doesn't, it doesn't limit you. Um, you know what I mean? I feel like there, there's a lot of the guys who kind of like, um, I think like, like really started that trend. Like, you know, guys like, uh, like Drake, I would say is kind of yeah. like a big example of that. 
you know, he he's a, a really good rapper. A lot of the guys, they sing, but Drake could actually, like, just put out an R&B album if he really wanted to. And people would, yeah. people would really like it. So yeah. people like him, I think even, like, you know, like, the younger guys that even some people, like, they they get on them because they say, like, oh, that's not real hip-hop. Like, the little Uzis, the little Yachty's and the stuff like that. Lil Uzi, I love him. I think he's an amazing artist. And he's always said, I'm not a, I'm not a rapper. Like, I'm, I'm an artist. That's what I am. Like, so don't try to limit me. I do, um, like, the rapper in me, like, the heart, like, the, 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 the kid who listens to that, that, that Jay-Z and, and listens to mm-hmm. that, that M, he, he's still a rapper. And mm-hmm. I still consider myself a rapper. Um, in a sense of like how like you see like R and B singer is a vocalist, right? Yeah, yeah. Like my vocalist is rap. Like I still consider myself a rapper, but I do consider myself like now like like, like an artist, you know. But it yeah, even myself, I still be trying to like figure it out too. Is like, am I just a rapper? Am I like I said, I make beats, or am I have I like like erase that rap title and now I'm an artist you know what I mean so I try to yeah I try to like I don't know you're right I just try to just let everybody know what I do and you you can hear what I do so you hear me rapping so like oh he does rap so he is a rapper oh he makes beats so he is a musician all right so he's a rapping artist you know yeah no definitely I think you know I think there's, there's like certain individuals that I listen to and, um, you know, for you, I, I would put you in this category as well. Um, you can, I think it's more of the label of just being real to yourself. Like, you could tell when you listen to your music, like, it's true to you. It's not like you just making up, like, a, a character of who you're trying to be. And I think that's yeah. that's the best, that's when people make the best music, when it's just like, you're just doing you. So I think you could definitely tell that in your music. And you could tell people when they're not being themselves in their, in their yeah. songs. I feel like I always want to ask the question to the person who is doing that, who's not being themselves. Like, do you feel comfortable? <laughs> like, are you, Word. do you feel comfortable making this? Like, like, do you feel comfortable making that kind of music or this kind of song or putting out that kind of record? Like how stressful is that for you? It's like, just do like, you know what I mean? I always ask myself, like, I, I don't know if I could ever push myself to do something I think that's like at my ethos too is like I just want to be as comfortable as fuck when I'm making music bro it's like and it doesn't mean it's not going to be as deep or as rich or as because people think like oh you're being comfortable you're being lazy your music is not going to sound it's not going to have substance but it's like Mm -hmm. once you're authentic it's always going to have substance yeah definitely Um, you as an artist how do you think you've progressed from the first time you made your first song to where you are now um connecting with the audience uh i know how to do that a lot better in the sense when i first made like my first little ep way way back um it was trying to say a bunch of cool shit and witty stuff thinking that's what's gonna impress people from Mm -hmm. my you know i'm thinking like oh i know what's gonna impress people i know what they want to hear versus like let me let me go out into the world listen to some shit see some shit experience some shit and then impress them by connecting with them yeah you know and that's like a long long journey uh and i yeah i i see that is the, the through line that i i see with my music now Definitely. Um, if you weren't making music, what do you think you'd be doing? Making films. Making films? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, into that? yeah, I went to school for film. So, like, I always saw it as, like, music as my girlfriend and, like, movies and television as my best friend, you know? So it's like, if I'm not hanging out with my girl, I'm hanging out with my best friend. True. Nice. So is it kind of like how you um like produce your own music like you're the one like producing directing i should say um like your music videos and stuff like that uh it's more of a collaborative effort um uh a lot of the time it's just it starts off with an idea that i have and then i take it to 
uh, I take it a, like a shooter and we'll just sit down and we'll workshop it. And especially with, 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 and, and working in video taught me that is like bring in as many people as you can who are willing to put an idea on the table because they're seeing it from their perspective and that perspective might be better than your perspective. Because a lot of people who, especially with music, right, is like, oh, I think you should say it like this or do it like this. You're like, no, I'm the rapper. It's my production. You're just along for the ride. But it's like you want more input. So I don't ever try to be as uh, as like, it's got to be my way or the highway when it comes to, especially when it comes to video. Yeah, Because you might hear the song and think something else than what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I kind of, I like that, um, and I think um, that that helps you be successful because um, that means you're you're willing to take criticism. So I, I like that that you're that you're open to that, because um, that's what we all need to do. I think that's as humans in general, that's just a big thing for us. Like we could all be a lot better if we just took criticism, you know, better. Well, yeah, yeah. take it on the chin. You know, it's like it's just words, like. They might hurt in the moment, but if you could set your feelings aside and actually hear what that other person is saying, like mm-hmm. it might give you some insight that you might have never have thought of, or it might just fuck around to save your life or change your career, you know? Yeah. No, definitely. That that's definitely true on that. Um so what would you say, because like I said, like I told you, I, you know, listening to summer music, sometimes it's hard to listen to other people, um, but you know, it, there's some great stuff out there from a lot of different independent artists. Um, what would you say for you, for Special K, what's the difference between you and everybody else that's out there? Um, to sound funny, I'm just cozy as fuck. Like, <laughs> it's like, I'm like, you could come and listen to me and be very, you could unguard, you'd be very unguarded, you know? It's like, you don't have to, you can listen to me in any application of your life. You know, if you want to turn up, I got shit for you. If you want to think, I got shit for you. If you want to like mold over your problems and try to figure out, I got shit for you, you know? So you could come unguarded and you don't have to, you don't have to, uh, the music molds to you versus you molding to the music. You know, I make it with, it's kind of like making an iPhone. I make it with the user in mind. You know, I want yeah. them to share this experience and, and connect with this because it's an application for their life that's going to help them, whether it's in the background and it's something that's getting them through a bus ride or a train ride, or it's something that they're like actually listening to to actually pick up some type of, some type of like counsel, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. I hear you on that one. Um, let's see. So, you know, outside of being a musician, you're a normal person, just like outside of podcasting, I'm a normal person. Uh, what would you say are you, what, what are your hobbies outside of music? Um, well, once I stop making music, I'm gonna find out. Uh, I would say. <laughs> I hear you on that. <laughs> um, I, I would say, uh, damn, damn, you really just pointed out that I ain't got nothing else in my life. Nah, uh, I do collect sneakers. Okay. I collect sneakers. I'm big on that. Um, I, I've been big on that because it's just like, it's art. So like, it's just art you can wear on your feet. So I'm big on um, just looking at new experiences, whether it's going to museums, traveling, um doing shit like that uh i recently about a year ago a little over a year ago got into watching f1 racing so i'm trying to learn that a little bit more i think that's something i would do if i didn't make music i would save up money and take up like driving school. if i didn't make music or wasn't trying to pursue film i'd like take up driving school lessons just to be either like a race car driver or a professional stunt driver damn that'd be crazy man (laughs) that'd be crazy (laughs) f1s are fast bro Bro, bro, them shit is really quick. But like, I don't know. I, outside of that, um, yeah, I'm just a regular dude, man. You know, do laundry. You know, try to pay my taxes every every before April. You know, I'm just a regular dude. When it comes to um, (laughs) when it comes to the sneakers, what type of sneakers are you collecting? Um, for me, is I'm strictly Nike. 
Uh, it started off with SBs because I was big into I was big into the skateboard culture. I never skated, but I was big into the fact that skateboard culture was so embracing of everything else. Like mm -hmm. a lot of the shoes were collaborating with like uh, like rappers. They had the De La Soul Dunks. They had FM Doom. I mean, yeah, they had uh, the MF Doom Dunks. Um, and then a lot of it was just witty shit and funny stuff. So, and then now it's just like, looking back, I didn't know that it was kind of just like, like art. It's just like walking pieces of art. And a lot of people are in it for the money, but I'm just in it for the art, you know? Yeah, man, no, it's definitely, um, it's definitely a good way to look at it. I think any hobby or any, um, you know, any way you collect things, it can be looked at like that. Um, like, you know, I'm into wrestling, so I'm like a big collector of like figures and stuff like that and belts. So that's my thing. We all got our own thing that we're, you know, <laughs> willing to spend our money on. Uh, one second, my bad. No, that's cool. I was going to ask you, when it comes to your uh, collection of figures and belts, is it for, like, something to keep on the war chest once you're, like, 40 and you have, like, the man cave, you want to decorate and have it as things, or it's kind of, like, stuff you want to, like, collect and then trade with other enthusiasts? Not to sell, but to be, like, because that's, like, a community thing, right? It's like, yo, yeah. I, I got a Bret Hart from, I got a Bret Hart from 94, you know? I've been really been looking for like an ultimate warrior. Like I know you know, you know yeah. how we could like barter something out. Yeah, no, for me personally, I I really don't know. It's 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 more of a just collecting it. Like I don't open any of them. Like they're oh, all really. Yeah, they stay in the box. Like they're they're fresh. I got them stocked up, man. And um, I just I I, I don't know. I'm just at the point. I'm just saving them. There's just a whole bunch of different ones and. Kind of like when uh, Toys R Us went out of business, I went crazy, man. I, I don't even <laughs> want to tell you how much I spent on them figures. Those figures, they, they, the figures there, they're usually pricey, like in the twenty to thirty dollar range for them each. So they dropped them down to like they're like eight dollars each, so and five dollars each. Like I was going crazy, man. So, but yeah, no, I just keep them in the box. I'm trying to see, you know, maybe later on they'll, you know, maybe they'll be worse on them in mint condition and stuff like that. So that's what what's I, that's the oldest one here. What's the oldest one in your collection? The oldest one I have, I have two, um, I have two like it's a it's a Roddy Piper and a Ted DiBiase, right? And um, it's it's like ring ring interests, and it's like this is it's gonna sound really bad because I'm gonna tell you it's like straight up like like a like an action figure, but it has like real clothes on it, like a doll type thing. So it sounds yeah. bad, but it's really uh -huh. not, and um. You can actually, you hit the, there's a button under them with a little stage and you hit it and it actually plays their entrance music. So that I probably had since I want to say like, maybe like 2007, I've had those. So those are like 13 years old right there. Those are my oldest, but everything else is relatively like in that range of like being like five years or, you know, every time I stop in the store, I always go down. I got a son, he loves coming with me down to wrestling now. We go down to wrestling now. And I see if they got something new that I want to collect, man. It's it's like it's deep, so man. Your, it's deep. So what's your top three? Top three wrestlers? Top, yeah. Oh no, top three. All right, top three figures, and then top three wrestlers. I got you. Look, this is an interview for me now. You turn around. <laughs> <laughs> um, top three. I would probably say my top three figures. I got. I got a. Um, I got those two are like cherished to me, but I won't include those. I have an Undertaker one that's like. Ministry of Darkness Undertaker with like the robe and everything. I got a Ric Flair one as well. That's like the same thing. It comes with the robe and everything. And uh, I got a Shawn Michaels one. A Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart combo together with like the Winged Eagle Championship that they used to fight over it, all the time. The Intercontinental belt with the Intercontinental the, the, belt? The championship, the WWE with the oh, big eagle oh. on it. Yeah, okay. that one, the throwback. So I got that. So. That's where that's where it's at. Top three wrestlers. If I if I'm going all time, I gotta go. No particular order because it's hard to do that. Uh, Ric Flair, of course, that's my dude, man. I love Ric Flair to death. Uh, Shawn Michaels and I would say The Rock, man. His just The Rock. I would say The Rock is a great athlete, great wrestler. I think there's a ton of guys you could put above him, wrestling wise, that are better than him. But I think just his character and his charisma alone, like trumps everybody. 
Oh, he, I think he perfected so the, the celebrity wrestler. Like, yeah. like, he took it to another level. I used to not like Ric Flair because he was always a heel. Like, his whole career. He was, yeah. and I was always like the Boy Scout. So my favorites were always Bret Hart, um, Ultimate Warrior. But I did like Stone Cold because he was like a, I guess he was like an anti-heel. Or like yeah. a baby heel. That's what it's called. Like a baby heel. He was like yeah. the anti- he was the always the outlaw. You never know. He was he'll be bad for like a couple months throughout the year. Then he'll be good. Then he'll have his own agenda. Mm-hmm. And I feel as though he kind of represents what like most, I guess, rappers represent. It's like they just represent themselves. I'll do this and then I'll do that. And then I'll just do my own thing for a couple of like records or albums. So I, I always connected with so I think Stone Cold is like my favorite wrestler. Just because he yeah. he's always his own person. He's always his own agent. Yeah, no, that yeah, that's definitely true. Um what you gonna say? What so let's talk about wrestling. Like how how have how has it been like do you still keep up with wrestling? Like I've, I you know, like I you keep did? it up through I keep it up through my my older brother. My older brother is big into wrestling. Uh okay. he caught he picked up two belts the heavy Johns, like the heavy, yeah. heavy, like the like the like those authentic replicas. With he picked metal, up, yeah. Uh, yeah, two years ago. I think he went to WrestleMania. He went to WrestleMania, the first nice. WrestleMania like he's ever been to. Uh, for me, uh, it all started with uh, the bootlegs back in the day. Like uh-huh. you'll you'll record a pay per view and have it on tape. Yeah. And my favorite pay per view was always SummerSlam. Like, SummerSlam was always the fire. Like, it just, it was in the summer. Like, the color of the, the color of the, um, the ring skirts was always dope. Like, it was always that green. It was that green and blue color. And especially if it wasn't, like, the open, the, the open air arenas. Yeah. That was always fire to me. And they always had the best matches. Like, the Intercontinental from like in the nineties, the Intercontinental Belt was like, I it, to me it was better than like that. It was better than the heavyweight title at some time because you had yeah. Shawn Michaels always going for it, you had Bret Hart always going for it, and you had British Bulldog, and then they always built like these great like these family arc stories with the Hart Foundation in them, and then mm-hmm. we had Stone Cold step on the scene. He was going after the Intercontinental before he jumped into like the heavyweight title, um, and then like I think the and then, like you had Mach- like the way Macho Man came out in the ring, the way Ultimate Warrior came out in the ring is like you a hyper six year old, and you hear like that music, you just bouncing around the crib, you just bouncing around the crib. Yeah, yeah, you know it's so it's so funny, man. That there's like a lot of people. I feel like uh, wrestling back in the days, and I mean today, kind of to an extent, it was like it was one of those those secrets like that you kept. You know what I mean? If you watch you wrestling. Think so? Yeah, I think so, man. I feel like I feel like people. I feel like some people kind of like ashamed, like, oh, if they watch wrestling, because wrestling was always kind of associated like somebody gonna tell you, like, yeah, you know it's fake, right? It's like, yeah, I know it's fake. You know, you watch movies that are fake, right? <laughs> it's like it's the same. I would thing. say, it's, yeah, it's art. You know, yeah, what I mean? and like so, in the in like the two thousands, people were trying to like bust the wrestling bubble, mm-hmm. like, like, and that's when, like, I guess, like. At the the tail end of SmackDown, when SmackDown was like it's with, within like five years in, that's when I started to trail off and pick up music a lot more and like diving into listening to the music. But mm-hmm. I never understood why people would like you know Buffy is fake too, but you still watch that, you know? Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. let people do what they want. Like bro, like what's like and so it's like yeah, the it ex- is what it like is. people go you people subscribe to what. The, Rap is fake. A lot of these rappers be lying. <laughs> yeah, facts. <laughs> That's definitely facts. That's crazy. Um, yeah, man. You know, but it, it is what it is. Now is that now my circle. I'm I'm the wrestling guy. So you know, it'll be mad funny. Somebody will be like, watch something on TV or watch a WrestleMania, and they'll be like, Yo, did you see that? I'm like, Yeah, of course I saw that. It's like, what you think? It's like, Yeah, but it's hilarious. Why are you man. even asking me this question? You know, I yeah. Did. This is bad for you. But hey, man, they're making the effort. So I, I, I respect it. I definitely respect it. Um, let's see. During, during these times, too, like, I, you know, like we were talking uh, before this, I told you, uh, you know, when quarantine started and, you know, COVID and all that stuff, 
like it kind of forced me to be innovative and that's how I created this show um for you kind of like how was how was it how are you staying relevant during all of these things um it allowed me to quarantine allowed me to like face the things that I wasn't good at which was like the marketing side so I had to be relevant you know it's like ah you putting out a new album so you need to you need to like reach out to people. You need to be engaging on social media, you know? And I always, I like, I always say this to like my friends and people who are around me. It's like, if I didn't make music, I probably wouldn't be on Instagram. I probably wouldn't have a Twitter because it's oh, like, man. I don't, I don't need, I don't know. It's like, I don't like me personally. I'm good. I'm good without all that stuff. But now that I, now that, well, since I'm in these, these spaces is like, you got to like, market yourself on them like how you're talking about with youtube earlier is like how do i like maximize my youtube presence how do i maximize my my, my social media presence so quarantine allowed me to uh to do that by just some days i just hop on ig um and just put up clips of me making beats like i'll i'll put up i'll put up videos of me going record shopping um so it's kind of like that good behind the scenes footage that allows the average listener or even new listeners to be like, oh, this dude is, this is what he does. This is what it looks like to make beats. This is what it looks like when you're like searching for like samples or when you're finding records or I put up like, and they want to see the personality, right? So mm-hmm. I put up like uh, the sneakers that I wear, um, some of the fashion stuff that I'm into. Um, like I said, I've always was uncomfortable with the whole like marketing and marketing yourself because I'm just, I'm a very introverted person just by nature. Yeah. But um, so I created this way of explaining like I, the satirical, like satire way of like marketing is like, yo, the label told me I got to remind you guys that you need to, <laughs> you need to uh, go listen to um 96 or go listen to Russian when it comes out like that's my way of like doing it and taking the pressure off me and putting it on this like invisible figure to make to to make it easier for myself yeah no I hear you I like that that's 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 pretty cool to actually do that um uh I think it's you know it's so funny you say that because I think your your social media like your presence I think is really good like I looked at your page that's one thing I'm, I'm always about I'm a, I always look at different artists and how they do their page and the way it looks, you know what I mean? Just because, you know, that's your portfolio that I guess you could call it of who you are as a person. That's, you know, unless we meet in person, I'm not going to know who you are except for looking at your profile. You think my social media is good? Like, I, I, I like, like it. And I'm, I'm not saying that in a, in a bad way or a good way because I like, 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 you're coming from a person like I have... I can't tell my ass from my elbow when it comes to the things like that. It's like, yeah. I don't understand. I understand how it works. I know I had, I need to work and use the game, but I'm like, I'm always second guessing myself. Like, yo, is, is the aesthetic right? Am I doing this right? It's kind of, it's kind of like, yo, nah, I doing I like this correctly? yeah, I, I like it. I think, I think I, I like what you're doing. Like, like you said, uh, making the beats is kind of like, you know what I mean? You're giving people that inside view of they're seeing you, you know, put these tracks together and um, I feel like that is kind of like storytelling too. It's it's people are getting invested in hearing you make this beat, and they're like, "Oh, that that beat is fire!" And then when you actually put it all together and you add the vocals to it and mix it down and do all that, then it's like mm. you know it paid off. I, I was waiting to hear the song that you were gonna make on this beat. Ah. So that that's what I, I like about it too. Like you're giving people you know something to look forward to as well, and. Something I think too for all um, artists, um, I think like I don't know if you got professional photos, but they look professional enough. The, oh yeah, that they're on yeah, your page. Yeah, yeah, the label so I needed to do that. <laughs> people need I, that's for real. I think if you're if you're really taking yourself serious, um, you should definitely have uh, promo photos for sure. You know what I mean? When I I, I know it's, it's like the biggest. Uh, I don't know, pet peeve of mine when, um, you know, I'm trying to put stuff together and then I ask somebody, uh, you know, do you have any promo photos or anything like that? And, you know, they don't, they don't have promo photos. I'm like, come on, man, you got to get promo photos, man. 
get it's kind of like what you said in like this digital world we live in it's like yo it's kind of like yo you just it's kind of like actors always got headshots on deck yeah. you know like like people who make like directors and editors always got their reel on deck you know what i'm saying yeah. people are gonna see you before they hear you especially in this world that we're living in you know we're connected mm -hmm. to these phones that are very visually stimulating and they always even if they hear you first they want to put a face to a name yeah and imagine if the the face that they see is a a selfie that you took in your bathroom mirror with the toothpaste on the wall it's <laughs> gonna it's gonna gonna it's gonna it's gonna like be a little bit of a divestment for them on their end i'm like oh that shit was dope but this boy got crest on. He got like Colgate. He got Colgate on the fucking. He got Colgate on the mirror. I yeah, can see, I can see the shower curtain in the back. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. People, but people yeah. pay a lot of attention to that. All those things, <laughs> man. And it's so. It seems like it's so minor, but I don't know. I, I just, it's just kind of like you know, in the in the business that you know we both want to be a part of. It's just like that's one of those things. It's like it's all about appearance and you know, just showing who you are, even. I think that itself is is an art form and it's just it's creative in itself just for you yeah. to you know do it to do it in a real way to be like hey you know what i mean this these are my promo photos whatever but this is me who i am and then you incorporate the things that you do behind the scenes as well and just show people like hey i'm a real person and i'm, and I'm just like you i like to wear nice clothes i like to do this uh, i like to make beats I go record shopping, like you said. Like I, I do a lot of normal stuff, and I'm an artist on top of it. So like, this is who I am. But definitely, like your your page, man. I'm I'm very big into that. I love like looking at people's Instagram page, and you know, just looking at the different things. And like your page is definitely uh, is pleasing to the eyes. I'll say at least. I try to. I guess I try to put my best foot forward, even though if I, even though if I feel as though I'm. I think that's the thing. Is like. You can always see the effort put into it, even though if I personally think I'm not doing it correctly or I, or if I need to do it better, I'm mm -hmm. always going to at least give it 100%. It might not be, it might not be right, but it's always going to be like professional, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, so for you, what's, what's your goal? Are you like, hey, I want to, get signed to a big label or is it like i want to be independent or like i'm taking opportunities as they come like what what is the goal for you that you want to accomplish i think it's the third one it's like i want to take opportunities as they come in the sense of uh like there's always the short game and the long game kind of like golf uh the long game is like whoever who Whoever's gonna knock at my door at the right time, I'm always gonna answer, you know? Yeah. Whether if it's like a deal with a label and being signed as an artist, or if it's a distribution deal, being signed as an independent label, going the next step in that route, or whether whether it's like a joint venture with a label to 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 take my little label endeavor and merge those together, that like any one of those is is going to be the next level to what I'm doing. So like none of them are bad options to me, you know? It's all depending on how you navigate those options. Uh, yeah, definitely. The short game is I want to produce for more artists. Um, so like actually produce for artists, like not just make the beats and send it off them and have them rap and go their merry way. Like I want to do that too as well, but like be in the studio, and like give my insight and like yo if we're gonna lay down like four tracks together like i want to make sure these are the four tracks that are gonna represent you well you know that's gonna bring people into you it's gonna sell somebody who's in japan on you you know yeah nice nice so you you have aspirations one day of like having like your own label and having like your own artists and stuff like that uh yeah yeah i definitely do i definitely do um and I wanted to be like, kind of like, kind of like what we talked about earlier to be an eclectic of multiple tastes. I don't want it to just be like a label full of rappers because it's like, you know, 
like from two standpoints is like a label full of rappers is cool but then it's like we're only gonna be making rap money you know and we're only gonna be doing rap shit and hey if i have a pop artist on my label or the case may be it's like okay she's doing stupid numbers she could fund a lot of these rap endeavors that might not sell as well because we're making hardcore rap tunes and our demographic is this small and she's reaching or they're reaching like these artists and these they're reaching these numbers so it's like i want to have like a multi-headed kind of thing yeah nah i think that's dope man to to expand and um just just to kind of like i like how you you say you want to like help other artists and stuff like that and it's like i'm kind of like the same way man you know uh, I've talked to, you know, a couple of people about this, but it's like, you know, kind of like what I want to head towards too is like, I want to have like my own like podcast network, you know what I mean? And mm. it's like, I want to give those chances to those younger guys who I know, like, you know, well, not even younger, just newer that I know who have a good product and, you know, that fans should listen to, you know, I kind of wanted to be like that multiple you know what I mean? Not just wrestling, not just hip hop, but like a mixture of things as well. And just have like everybody like on there and like who I just think bring fresh faces to the scene. Yeah. 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 I, I think that'll be dope, man. And you know, um I I'm that's what I'm I'm heading towards too. It's kinda like everything's like intertwined, man. Just like you said, like rap and wrestling and both worlds, they're very intertwined when you try and get to those goals. Yeah, and it's kind of and it's kind of great because it's like you yourself are made up of multiple things, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like there's other people who represent those multiple things you made up of. So you want to bring it in and show other people, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like imagine like let's say if you wanted to do like a podcast on wealth, you know, and you're into like building wealth, right? And then yeah. it's kind of like, oh, I've been listening to this one dude. He's young or or he's he's new to the scene, but like his insight and the way he talks and how he breaks down these intricate things. He makes them so simple that anybody could listen to. That's something I want to have in my arsenal because I want to share it. And I want yeah. other people to understand that too, as well. Yeah, no, definitely. That's, that's, that's how it has to be, man. And, you know, I think at the end of the day, it's just about uplifting your people and, you know, just getting them to, you know, listen to, dope things that are out there to support there's a lot of dope people out here doing stuff that i do there's a lot of dope people that are doing things that you do there's a lot of dope people out there and i feel like we just we don't we get caught up in the um in commercial and you know just listening to things that uh because somebody else else tells us that we should listen to it and that this is what's hot and this is the person you should be listening to when it comes to podcasts this is the person you should be watching on youtube and stuff like that so you know what i mean there's a lot of dope guys out here and it's like sometimes they don't got somebody to help them or you know what i mean they they just don't got the right people to listen to them so it's like yeah that's like the biggest crime right there man you got somebody making so much great talent so much dope music and it's like no one's there to listen to it it's kind of like you know how you you know how you find an artist or a podcast or you find like something and you put it in your group chat and no one pays attention yeah. it's like you want to bring it's kind of like bro i'm giving yo this dude is heat i'm telling y'all pay attention mm-hmm. i'm like i feel as though like everyone has gone through that where they bring the dope shit to the group chat and they want people to understand like yo this is gonna like it's 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 good yeah it might not be what everyone else is doing or it might not be the popular thing at the moment because it's funny you said it. That, that's what someone brought Lil Uzi Vert to my ears in 2013. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck this is, but this dude is nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And people, and like even and back then, people were writing them off, right? But like, mm-hmm. luckily, the chick who brought Uzi to me was like in the know. She was like, yo, this dude is going to be something in five years. Yeah, and she was right, and yeah. now he's the thing that now he's the standard. So it's like, yeah, you need people, and I guess it's like you need people to like keep bringing, pushing it, pushing it forward, so you can have more people and have more voices. So the standard could not just be as monotonous, but it could be as like, like, like complex as possible. Yeah, man, definitely. Um, so let's say when 
when your career is done and you decide like, hey, I'm not making music no more, if that day ever comes, um, what do you want to be known for when your career is, is said and done? Damn. Damn. I didn't know I was going to be answering such big life questions. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> what I want to be known for. Um, I want to be known for not the guy who did it all, but the guy who tried it all, you know, who mm -hmm. tried, who made an attempt, you know? Yeah. Like I said, it, if I did music and I decided, all right, I want to jump into F1 racing, let me try, you know, mm -hmm. is, or, 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 or I, let me try to produce a documentary. Let me try to like make a movie. I want to be the guy who has tried everything. Cause I know me personally, I feel so I can be successful in the things that I try in. So I don't care about the success. I care about the attempt more than anything. So I want to be known as the guy who tried it all. Nice. Yeah, man. Definitely. I always say that, man. I'd rather be that person that like tried and know I felt at something than to always be oh, wondering man. your whole life. Like it's way more free. It's way more free to know that you actually like, cause like, the outcome is the outcome. It's going to happen, you know, but if you don't make an attempt, you never know the outcome. And that actually is what's going to irk you more. I don't know how people can live with like, live with that. It's like, sometimes like, oh, I wanted to become a firefighter. Then why don't you go to fucking fire? Why don't you go to the academy, bro? You never knew, bro. You could have been fighting fires right now. Yeah. But nah, you're an accountant. Nothing. <laughs> yeah yeah no nah, that's, that's how it is i think it's a lot of, i think it's a lot of you know what i mean it's just it's just a risk man i i talk to a lot of people and i'm just like like yo just just do it you know what i mean like just try yeah, it man. shit i get scared too like like it's so like because it's like you're a a person who's putting your voice into a microphone and that that's over beats and it's and you're putting yourself and your experiences on wax. That's very vulnerable. At, like on some level, that's like, for lack of a better terms, you're putting yourself out there to get roasted and to get clowned, you True. know? True. But you like, who cares? Like in the, in the grand scheme of things, like who cares? Like no one, no one really cares. Like, and that's the freeing thing about like whatever you try at is like, you you're the person who cares the most. That's why you're probably holding yourself back. The person next to you probably doesn't care as much as what you're, as what you're doing. True. No, definitely true. Oh man, this, this has been like, yo, really good, man. I definitely, uh, you know, like I said, I appreciate you coming on. appreciate you coming on. Um, for fans that want to listen to your music, they want to connect with you on social media. Uh, how would they find all that? Uh, just like the label has like coached me on this one now. Nah, um, you can just find me at um, uh, Special K Music. So that's S-P-E-C-K-A-Y Music uh, on all of the, the, the handles, you know, the IG, Twitter, uh, SpecialK.com. Uh, those are the main three ways to, uh, to reach me. And I'm not like, I talk back, you know, it's like, I, like if you hit me in a DM, I'm going to hit you back. If you if you want to, yeah. like, I even give you, like, music that's being unreleased. I'll, I'll send you some shit that, just so I can, like, it, it's, I want to connect, you know. I'm, I ain't got nothing to lose here. You want a song before it comes out? Boom. Like, listen to it. Please listen to it. I want you to listen to it, you know. So you can find me at Instagram, Twitter, Special K Music. Um, we have a, a song coming out on the 16th of December called Russian. So, um be on the lookout for that. Uh, Barry's actually, uh, I, I'm almost done wrapping up the video for Barry. So nice. once we get done with the shooting, we're gonna take it to the editing bay and then we're gonna chop that up. We're gonna make that night. We're gonna make that look pretty for YouTube. And also I'm on YouTube too. Uh, YouTube, was it backslash Special K, uh, Facebook. Special K everything, you know? Special K everything. So yeah. Nice, nice. dope. Definitely make sure you guys check that out for sure. Uh, follow, listen to the music, all that good stuff. Definitely a dope young artist here. Um, like I said, once again, bro, I'm thankful for the connection. I'm glad you came through and that, you know, we got this done, bro. 
Oh man, hey, I'm thankful for what you do, and I, I like kind of like what we said earlier. I love to see young blacks just doing their thing, just wanting to just just be themselves. Like, thank you for your expression, man, because it opens other people up to express. And you're probably you're probably inspiring people that you don't even know. True. Yeah. True. Well, I'm gonna uh, keep on trying to inspire <laughs> for sure. Um, but definitely make sure you check out this episode. Make sure you subscribe. Uh, make sure you like, retweet, all that good stuff. Um, definitely you can check out Rapping Wrestle once again, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, you can also check out Rapping Wrestle, uh, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, anywhere you get all your streaming needs at. And for this episode, it's Derek, it's Special K, and we are both out. Thank you.